Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Ferrario, that's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Alex, yesterday, Bill Self had a quote that I found to be really interesting. He said, quote, Missouri versus Illinois was a really good rivalry. I thought there was a little bit of mutual respect between the two teams. With KU versus Mizzou, at least from a fan perspective, I don't know if there's a whole lot of respect as it is just flat out dislike or hate for one another, and that's what makes it such a great rivalry. That's why I love it. That was Bill Self's comments on the border war returning I also saw a quote from Tyshawn Taylor, former KU point guard earlier this week, who said the biggest win of his KU career was against Mizzou in 2011, or 2012 rather, at Allen Fieldhouse, the final Mizzou versus KU game at the time when both teams were in the Big 12. Tyshawn Taylor went on to win a national championship <laughs> at KU, and he said the biggest win of his Kansas career was against Mizzou. That's what this game means to these two teams when it is played at the level that it should be. My favorite memory from my time at Mizzou, the final Mizzou versus KU game in 2012 at Mizzou Arena. It is back for the first time in a decade, and right now we're getting a preview of that game via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with Tom Hart. He's going to be on the call for ESPN. He is a Mizzou grad as well. He grew up in Columbia. He knows the history of this game. Tom, we appreciate the time as always, man. What's it mean for you to be on the call for this game when you know what kind of a history this rivalry has? Well, thanks for having me. It, it means a lot. I think the rivalry in itself is so important because everyone has personal feelings about it, right? I mean, you just shared your favorite memory. I know Bill Self has his favorite memories. There's no doubt Norm has his. Uh, because, and so, so my point is, whether you played in it or coached in it or invested in it, everybody who's been connected to this, from a fan perspective, the player to coach, um, has been touched by it in some way, right? I was at that same game in 2012. I was working for the Big Ten Network at the time, and Mike Alden was nice enough to give me his tickets to the game, and I took my dad to that game. My dad since passed away. So that was that was the last basketball game I ever went to with my dad and sat with him. And um, I remember, you know, Missouri had the furious comeback. Denman went crazy late, um, and I literally had to – run out the door of Mizzou Arena, jump in the car, and hit I-70 because that was a night game. It was a late start. And I had a game the next day at Nebraska that tipped off at noon. And I was like, God, I just got to make it to Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, so everybody has you know their own personal stories. And the, the rivalry going back you know, all my years on earth, I, I witnessed it you know, as a as a youngster going into Hearn Center and seeing the hatred that Missouri fans had when I was, I didn't even know what hate was, but it's real. And I, and, and I tweeted today, it's the most intense rivalry in college basketball. I'm getting pushback from Louisville and Kentucky fans. And, and I'm like, no, like Google it. This was an actual border war. Like they had to <laughs> yeah. depopulate towns in Western Missouri 
because the Jayhawkers were coming over and burning them down. And Quantum went up the other way and burned down Lawrence. And, like, uh, it's, do, does that still exist? Of course not. But that is the, the basis of this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, Norm Stewart used to bus back over to the Missouri side after the game because he didn't want to spend a a penny on the Kansas side of the border. Like, there's just, there's so many great stories that you could go into. You you mentioned the 2012 game, Tom, and I... I was a student at Mizzou at the time. I, I was a member of uh, Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity. So our, our fraternity was like right across the street from Mizzou Arena. I remember college game day was in Columbia that morning. So I got up bright and early. I not feeling great, of course. And we went up there and we, we stood in line the entire day. We go into Mizzou Arena for game day and then we come back out and then you stand in line waiting for yourself uh, to get in. I think I was out there for like, 10 hours waiting just to get into the arena and that's just that's what you do right that that's what this game brings out of people I mean Mizzou fans the students this year most of them probably I mean they're let's say you're 18 years old you were what eight the last time these two teams met they don't even understand what this means and they've been going to all of the games prior where Mizzou had like the worst non-con schedule in America so far. Yeah. They were going to those games, filling up the student section just for an opportunity to get tickets to this Mizzou versus Kansas game. So I'm, I'm happy to see that it it seems like even the students that are there now have an understanding of the importance of this. Yes, my concern, and this is just from a uh, strictly a Missouri perspective, my concern is that the Missouri players may not have a full awareness. I called the game last year at Allen Fieldhouse. Bill Self is into this rivalry. Like, you read his quote. There was no way his players, even if they had never played in it, weren't going to be fully aware of what it meant to the University of Kansas, to the players who've come through there. Now, Missouri's got a brand-new staff. They've got generally a brand-new team. I mean, Kobe Brown is back, but... Um, that's a, a big load on his shoulders to explain to these guys what that intensity is going to be like. Last year at Allen Fieldhouse, the game, the, the 60 seconds before the game tipped off was the most intense minute I've ever experienced in sports. And then the game tipped off, and Ocha Abaji hit a three, and Christian Brown hit a three. And Brown, who's, if people don't know this story, his brother was previously on the Missouri roster, is gone, his mom played here. Uh, that was a family that wanted to step on the neck of the Missouri program and, and the entire family that Saturday afternoon. And Christian led the way and did it in, in Norm's day, somebody would have put a forum in his chest or tackled him on the way. I can't even imagine what Jason Sutherland would have done to him. But <laughs> nobody stopped him and he went off and KU never stopped. Um, so yeah, the, the players, Bill Self knows it because he's lived it. The Missouri side, I'm not quite sure, outside of the fans that are going to be in the arena, I'm not quite sure they have a great feel for what this is going to be. Tom, we all know what Kansas is, who Kansas is as a basketball team, and I think Mizzou has surprised some people, at least in the early start. Now, these games, of course, aren't as competitive as what they're going to be facing tomorrow, but what have you made of Missouri basketball so far? Well, Dennis Gates has brought what kind of everybody wanted to see after the Conzo era, he, and, and especially after Tim Anderson and everything they'd been through. Like, this style is fun. The team is fun to watch. They play hard. They play great defense. They turn teams over. 
they lead the nation in fast break points. They're gonna they lead the SEC in scoring. Um, all of that helps market a program, and it helps you win games when you're better than the other team. It, it, that's why they've dominated. They've scored 40 points in every half this season, but one. That they're on an incredible pace. The challenge will be. Can you turn Kansas over and turn that into points? Can you turn Kansas over and turn that into fast break opportunities? And then on December twenty second in St. Louis, can you do that against Illinois? Then on December twenty eighth at home against Kentucky, can you do that against John Calipari's team? And then you get Alabama, and then you get Arkansas. So make what you will of their schedule, and and no one can argue that it is isn't anything but full of cream puffs. But if that gets them prepared then to have success against all those programs I just mentioned, then it was a stroke of brilliance. If it's all fool's gold and they're overmatched in those games and further on the line, then it's something that Dennis Gates is going to have to figure out from an athletic standpoint. Do we have the personnel that can win in big boy basketball? Do you think this game is going to be close? I'm not going to ask you for a prediction or anything like that, but like, how do you think this game plays in terms of just stylistically what we're going to be watching tomorrow? Well, first of all, I think it's a much better matchup for Missouri than last year. I mean, that was a – obviously they're a national championship team, but that was a great college team. And I'm not going to guarantee that Ote Obagi or Christian Brown is going to go on and be like a nine-time all-star. They remind me of Nebraska football with Tommy Frazier, quarterback. Like, great college players dominate, and, and that's what they're able to do. This, isn't a, this Kansas team does not have a big, so to speak. They don't play with bigs, um, except for some of the freshmen that played early in the season. That's a huge advantage for Missouri because Missouri wants to be five outs. These are very similar styles. But yeah, I think it's close. I think it's close at least through the first half. I think Kansas has – better talent and talent with better experience and they're probably a better defensive team with some of the guys they have like Dewan Harris at point and Kevin McCuller the Texas Tech transfer um, but that home court advantage is going to be real I mean that's going to be worth you know what do they say it's worth in football three points in the NFL it's going to be worth nine or ten tomorrow and, and it's not just the impact that it has on the visiting team that's real but it's the lift that it gives the home team because these guys, with all due respect, and, and the majority of them played at Cleveland State, or even Kobe Bryant played at Missouri, who's, who has played at Missouri, they have never seen a home crowd like they're going to see tomorrow. Tom, final question, and Tom Hart is our guest here on 101 ESPN. He'll be on the call tomorrow for Mizzou versus Kansas on ESPN. I'm so happy this thing is back in Columbia. What is your personal favorite Mizzou versus Kansas memory? Do you have one other than the 2012 game that immediately comes to you, maybe from your childhood? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, yeah, it, and it wasn't necessarily one that I attended. Well, it was one that I attended that would, would fit this. Um, I think it was 87. Lee Coward hit game-winning buzzer beaters twice against Kansas. I was at the game in the Hearn Center. Uh, and then he did it again in the tournament at, uh, at Kepper Arena. And, and Lee Coward was one of those guys where, you know, outside of, outside of that game, um, he did not have a distinguished Missouri career, though he played on some great teams. But for that year and those two games, he was a Missouri hero. And, and I got to tell you, I think Mizzou Arena will be rocking tomorrow afternoon. Um, to me, nothing rocked like Hearns did. I mean, that's, that shows my age a little bit. We're all partial to our own memories, but 
Um, that thing was a different era. And in the Big Eight, that frame, 87, 88, 89, you know, there was a year Kansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma all took turns being number one in the country. And so those games just had a different weight to them. Tom, we're looking forward to the game tomorrow. We'll be looking forward to your call of that game over on ESPN. We wish you all the best. Glad you're going to be the one on the call for what is a game that carries a lot of weight for you and for a lot of Mizzou fans. We'll talk with you again soon, my man. I'm walking into Booch's right now. Are you jealous? Uh, I, oh I, I can't even begin to tell you. Yes, yeah, okay. very, very Let, much so. I'm going to open the door and I'm going to hang up. <laughs> See you, boy. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.